What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Kiss the Ring podcast. I am your host. My name is Randy Young. You may know me as Memphis. You can find me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And this is the show all about being a fantasy football commissioner brought to you by the people at Trophy Smack. And tonight we're going to talk about good league clarity through good league communication. And I've got a very special guest for you. This is we're guest season. Now, my guest tonight is one of the originals, one of the good guys, been playing Dynasty for a real long time. He is the host of the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast found on the P2W Network. He has played in the Scott Fishbowl since Scott Fishbowl 8, and he is a proud dad to uh, uh, four kids and a lovely wife. You know him on Twitter as the People's Commissioner. He is John McGlynn, at John McGlynn 75. John. Welcome to the redo, buddy. How are you? Yep. Thanks for having me back, man. It was kind of a shit show last time, but hey, thanks for having me. Speaking speaking of originals, when I got my new job, I worked midnights and days and all kind of crazy hours. And the first podcast I ever listened to, subscribed to, was Dynasty Warzone. So you have no idea how special this is for me to be on the Dynasty Warzone on top of being on top of the player profile network. This is uh, absolutely crazy. Yeah, and and people probably know me mostly from the Dynasty War Zone. We're coming up on the five-year anniversary of that podcast with my co-host, Mr. Jerry Sinclair. But uh, Jerry does not help me with the Kiss the Ring. This is a solo show, but this is going to be a show we do every other week now through the start of the football season. So the last edition on the bi-weekly edition will be August 28th. But in between time and in the meantime, we're going to have a lot of great guests. We're going to be covering a lot of great topics. We're going to be back next Monday, and then that gets us back on track for every other Monday. We were here last week, had some technical and personal difficulties, couldn't get her done. We're going to get her done tonight. We're going to have a great show. So, uh, John, before we get into it, man, uh, what's going on over at P2W and all of the stuff with the Commissioner Evaluation Pod? I saw you uh, taped one today. Tape. No yeah. one tapes shit anymore. It's all digital. Oh, lot. I had a, just to kind of plug my own stuff here, Commissioner stuff, I had a, a it was finally, every year I have a, what's called a Mighty McGlynn Dynasty League startup draft. It's all in-person people from the state of Illinois or, you know, just Adam Hutchinson is the 4 for 4 doctor. Uh, for John Paulson's 4-4 team. Uh, he came from Indiana, but <clears throat> usually it's all people from Illinois. But it was fantastic because it's uh, Zach Pulowski, uh Brian Watson, uh, Lucas Perfetti, all these guys from Chicago, uh, Pat Fitzmorris, um, Tim George, uh, uh, you know, Nick Scripp, all these guys that are in uh, J- Jason T- J- Justin Taylor, all kind of guys that are from this area, from the Twitter machine, I find these guys. I ask them to join these leagues, and I become friends with all these dudes. Meet up in the summertime. We do all kind of stuff, uh, rookie drafts, get-togethers, things like that. But that's uh, that was the most important thing going on in my life right now. I started a brand new. That was my eighth of what I call the Mighty Midland Dynasty Leagues. That was my the highlight of my weekend. Uh, Kevin Coleman came in, for, flew in from California to come meet with us, uh, You know, watch the draft unfold, have a good time with us, went to a White Sox game. It was, a, it was a good weekend all around, man. It was just a good time spending dudes, a lot of time with some fans, football people, blowing off some steam, having a good time. And all of it, I, I have my show once a week, twice a week. Sometimes I do three shows a week, depending on what's going on. And uh, I, just, I try to do year-round content for my commissioner evaluation show. 
We, we show up, we interview somebody, find out about their personal life, what's going on with them. Because everybody wants to know what people, what's behind what's behind the curtain. You know, it's not all about what you do for fantasy football. It's about how good of a dude you are, what you do in life. You know, people want to just kind of say, hey, I'm a normal dude, man. I coach baseball like yourself. I coach football. I do water polo. I do this and that. I, you know, I, I eat potato chips on the couch and watch Jeopardy all day. You, know, you never know what people do, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But then we talk about commissioner settings, commissioner stuff, all kind of commissioner things that people would want to discuss about the difference between their leagues. And then we jump into uh, team by team, all 32 teams. We talk about what's going on, the important questions that are there, the recent important stats or questions that are going on, uh, all 32 teams. And then we evaluate a team every week to uh, talk about what's, where's this team's direction. I let them know like where they finished last year. That we talk about all the players they have in their team. What should be their next step? Where, is this a win now? Are they just screwed because they traded all their draft picks, their SOL for another a couple of years? Are they, you know, they're rebuilding. You just get rid of these couple guys and just, Throw you know throw in the towel and kind of start from scratch for a couple of years down the road. We kind of evaluate a team to help people in our Mighty McGlynn Dynasty leagues. We you know those are the leagues we choose our teams from, and uh, we just try to help some people out. Like what's going on? Where do you want to be in your league? Where do people go? I like having guests that are not in my Mighty McGlynn Dynasty league sometimes to give people an outside uh, view or outside vision of what to do with their team. So they're not just talking about our own league mates making fun of each other all the time. Sometimes it's good to get a, a different perspective. So. It's a, I, I love having, I've been doing it for, I think I had episode 78 or 82 or something like that last week. You know, I'm not, nothing big time. This is what I do for fun, man. I don't fish or hunt or all that kind of stuff. This, I find my kids are finally old. So I do this for fun. It's my favorite hobby right now. So having me on these kind of shows to talk about this kind of stuff means a lot to me. So Memphis, I really appreciate it. No, man, no problem. And we're going to find out why people come from all over uh, the Chicagoland area and apparently as far away as California to draft with this guy because he must run some damn good leagues in order to attract that kind of clientele. But real quick, we want to hear from our buddy, the Podfather, talking to you about something right now. It's very important. We're doing Dynasty Week, hashtag Dynasty Week here at Player Profiler. So what a better tool if you're a Dynasty fantasy football player or commissioner than the Dynasty Dominator. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side-by-side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for super flex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. Now think about that. Five bucks. Five bucks to give yourself a tool during Dynasty Week to help you dominate your dynasty leagues and speaking of dynasty weeks stick around i see how many of you are already in the chat watching the kiss the ring podcast this, again it's dynasty week on the overtime edition you'll have to find it on youtube later so you might want to subscribe to player profiler i'm going to get john's flag plant guy i'm going to find out who john mcglynn that's right the john mcglynn of the commissioner evaluation podcast who is he planting his dynasty flag on 
you'll find out if you're subscribed. You'll catch it later in the week in the next seven days with uh, John here on the overtime. So, John, let's get into it, man. Now, one thing I like about John, because much like myself, he's an extrovert. He's a people person and he's a leader. You know, John, in, in his in his day job, he is a leader of a large team. And, and I think there, there comes something with being in management or leadership at your day job, whether it's leading people, process, whatever it is. I think that leads value to being a fantasy football commissioner. So, John, outside of your winning personality and the Windy City, because I will tell you that Chicago is the – if it's not the best summer city in America – you better have a damn good convincing argument otherwise. So, John, outside of your winning personality and the city of Chicago, what are some of the other reasons you're able to get so many guys, so many dynasty gamers together to do these mighty McGlynn leagues like you did this past weekend? So what I do is I go on Twitter, and I, I, I'm always interacting with people on Twitter all the time. I, 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 some people have bad experiences on Twitter. I don't. I love it. I absolutely love being on Twitter. It's the new version. I didn't know about Twitter until about two or three years ago. I started getting on there. Now I got a lot of followers. I interact. I have a lot more time to interact. But I see, I look on on where people are from. It's very important to put like your location on there. Chicago, Illinois, Naperville, Illinois, uh, Round Lake Beach, Illinois, something like that. Even people as far as uh, Indiana or Wisconsin have come to my drafts. James the Brain, I don't know if you remember him from Katua from the Superflex Super Show. He came from Whitewater, Wisconsin to do our drafts with us. There's a couple of people from Indiana, uh, Joseph Herf, you know, guys, they, they, uh, Adam Hutchinson come from Indiana to, to, to join our leagues. But if you're anywhere near our area, I think I even asked you to come to our leagues and it was like five hours away. And you're like, ah, I'm not sure if I can make that. And I, it wasn't going to happen that weekend, but the, the problem is it's always the summer. Like, like if you guys were doing, like we met at the uh, fantasy football expo yes. and I would, I would love to do a live draft with you guys. I would love to be able to have an excuse to go to Chicago and the excuse to hang out with you guys. What I need to do is I need to get off my ass and I need to make arrangements to go to the fantasy football expo so that we can actually put on a legit dynasty something or another league for somebody. I'll see what I can't make happen, but I love Chicago and I love you guys. And and I know a lot of the guys in that league. I'd love to be in a league with Pat Fitzmorris. Uh, I would I would love to be in, in a league with a, a lot of you guys. So um, that's great. So so what are the settings of this league? What are the and, and 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 before you get into the settings, what are you know how do you communicate this to everybody? Uh, first thing I do is I ask everybody. You know, would you want to be in a in a, in an in person league? Would you want to be in a? You have to meet up. You have to show up at the draft. Uh, it's an in-person draft. If you're not going to make it the in-person draft, there's not online. I will find you. I will find a replacement, which, you know, I had seven, seven. It was out of the 12 people that originally started, three people dropped out. So I had to replace three people with other people because of schedule work. One person was not feeling well a couple days before the draft. So I have a waiting list. I have like a 20 man waiting list of guys that have said they've been it before and couldn't make it, you know, and then now they're on the waiting list now. So these people last, I filled the last spot probably four days ago. Uh, from a kid from, from Appleton, Wisconsin, and he showed up and he said, I'll be at all the drafts. He said, I won't make the, even if I, if you win the league, you pick the next year's draft location, the rookie draft location. That's kind of the perk of winning it, you know? So also, you know, there's, there's all kind of tiers. There's divisions in there, which a lot of people don't play with divisions, but home leagues, divisions are so much fun because we have a home league division draft, which if all four of the uh, division winners, they they get to pick 
their draft, their, their draft style, it goes um, serpentine. And if you were the last place division winner, you get to pick first in this division draft. So you pick your opponents for our divisions. And if you're the last guy, if you're the first guy to get picked in this division draft, that means your team absolutely sucks and everybody gets to make fun of you and rad you because your team blows. Some people are rebuilding it as well as they don't care, but some people really tried. They had some injuries. Your team sucks. And it getting picked first is like the ultimate Raz, you know, that kind of stuff. There's uh, – you get – Pick 113 if you win. If, if, the shit bowl is a lottery. So we sit down with a lottery ball machine and you get 40 spots for, you get 40 balls for if you're, you had the least amount of points on the sleeper app, max points for the least amount of max points for gets 40 balls in the machine. And then it's 25 and 12 and uh, five and three balls. So it, the lottery is interesting also because even if you tank, you're not guaranteed to get the one-on-one. You can sell away your soul. It doesn't matter. You can sell away wherever you want to. You're not getting the one-on-one. You're only in a lottery. As a matter of fact, Scott Sidlow from Dynasty Junkies is in one of our leagues, too. He he sold – he had 72 of the top 96 balls are in the lotto machine, and he ended up getting picks four, five, and six. The guy who had three balls, one pick 101. Out of all the 96 balls, you know, Scott was so pissed. You know, in person, it's even better to watch somebody's reaction when they get asked when they get effed out of uh, the 101, when they tried so hard to get those picks. So draft lotteries, division division drafts, pick 113 for winning the shit ball. So we have to stay – having two first-round picks is important too because now if you win the – if your team – you can't sell your team on the road because you want to win the shit ball to get pick 113 too. So you might have pick 101, pick 113, pick 104, 113. You may win the shit ball – you know, then you get to pick the you, you get to you get that one thirteen pick, and you get a pretty decent pick also. So it's 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 pretty cool, man. It's it's a nice you could win the one on one lottery and still get pick one thirteen and, and have two nice draft draft picks in the first round. See, I like that, and and we're gonna get into you know your your communication piece. Uh, I call it a constitution. You call it a manifesto. We're gonna do a bit of a deep dive in that for a second, but I, I absolutely love the lottery ball machine. Whether you know you think of bingo or we've all seen the little, it looks kind of like a circular bird cage for those on the. Now I know some people. I don't have one handy, so it's not like I can really show you live on on YouTube. This is what it looks like, but it's about the size of a soccer ball if I had to guess. And inside of it, it's got a bunch of little. They're not quite ping pong balls, but they're not like marbles either. You put them all in there, you crank the handle, and when you stop, one falls down to the bottom. Whoever's ball that is wins the lottery. I, I love that because I hate tanking in, in leagues. I hate – I mean, I have a, I have a lot of uh, issues with the NBA in 2023, so I don't watch it anymore. But, man, like watching a team like the Spurs – or, you know, I know Detroit was trying to tank and, and Dallas and, and who knows they had that. Uh, I think it's Victor Wambanyama. Please forgive me if I got that wrong. But a lot of teams were tanking, just like in Dynasty, a lot of teams were tanking this year to potentially get Bijan Robinson. Or if you needed a quarterback, maybe you were take, tanking to get an Anthony Richardson. I don't know. I, I think that's a great thing. And I'll, I'll let John talk about how he implements that with his with his uh his communication piece but john you mentioned punishment you called it you know um you said you had your shit bowl and some other things i had this thing the other day and i want to get it out before i forget it because those now it's going to be living on the player profiler youtube channel and infamy forever are you ready yes what, sir what, what do you think about this that as a league mate that you should have to 
Uh, if you lose your league, like if you if you finish last, whether your league allows tanking or not, your tanking rules are your tanking rules. But you got to stand like on the median. Like you'll see panhandlers occasionally. You have to wear like a, like a sandwich board. For those that don't know, it's like a two sided board that says, "I lost my fantasy football league, and now I have to stand on this median collecting change for the Scott Fishbowl." I think that would be a really fun way to tie a lot of cool stuff together. A, you can make them do it like just in a pair of like swim trunks or boxer shorts or something. Not like we don't want anyone catching a public decency charge, but you got to stand there. You have to have this thing. You got to have like maybe you give them like one of those Happy Meal little buckets with like, you know, and people could put money in there. And then when you're done, whatever money you raise, whether it's 15, maybe you got to do it for two hours or whatever. And maybe you raise 15 bucks, maybe you raise 1500. I don't know. But all that money gets donated back to Fantasy Cares and the Scott Fishbowl. And that was a league punishment that the other day just happened to pop in my mind. What do you think about my league punishment and making uh, someone panhandle uh, in like their swim trunks? No, no banana hammocks, by the way, in their in their swim trunks as a uh, form of punishment and as a great way to raise money for Fantasy Cares and the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, we haven't, we've made people stand on the side of the road with a, uh, sign, but it was like 75 hours. We had the sign made, you know, it was kind of like a wooden sign. I, you know, this is our league and the person broke it at the end of the day after they did it. Like, yeah, done. You know, my hour, my hours up, man, but they had to sit on the side of route 30 with a sign that said, you know, I suck at fantasy football honk. Cause I suck at fantasy football and no collecting money or stuff like that, but it ended up being a pretty good time. So, uh, we didn't, we didn't buy another sign. We didn't do those anymore, but. Uh, I think we stopped with the with the after during the pandemic and stuff like that. We stopped with the the razzing, the the punishment stuff like that. So it, we have we forget, kind of forgot to get back on it. But we're talking. I saw the the pancake challenge. You have to go to IHOP and eat third twenty four pancakes in twenty four hours. And every pancake you eat, you get a one hour off your time and stuff like that. There's there's all kind of punishments uh, that people have. But uh, I I think standing on the side of the road is probably the most embarrassing. Some people talked about. That was when I was on Dr. Kevin Murray's podcast last uh, last week, and he had a, he said a license plate cover sign that says "I suck at fantasy football" me made for you back window stickers and a real big that says "I lost my fantasy football league," you know, honk, you know, honk because I lost my fantasy football league. There's a whole bunch of punishments that uh, that are, are pretty bad. You got to be a sticker bitch most of the time is another punishment for losing the league at the rookie draft. So uh, there's there's tons of as long as they're not mean-spirited, just fun for everybody. That's really what it's all about. I think the mean-spirited punishments from back in the day, they're kind of a thing of the past, but we used to get brutal with those things. And I probably can't even say some of the things on TV that we used to do, but it was uh, it was kind of rough. But nowadays, it's a little more fun, a little more, uh, a little more not so hazing, more so much just fun. So it's pretty cool. I just have to ask, Harry Snowman, are you from Illinois? Are you from the Chicago area? Because I see you like talking about we went to the same malls or near each other. If you are, you need to be in my leagues, man. I, I see you all the time on these uh, on these podcasts, commenting and stuff, and I see the work you do, and I'd love to meet up with you one time, man. Yes, where are you from? Look at this. So we're we're gonna play we're gonna play matchmaker here in the live comment chats on YouTube. So Harry, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep the show rolling because we got about sixty tight minutes here. But uh, Harry Snowman, get in the DMs of one John McGlynn seventy five, and if you're in the Chicago area. And you're a dynasty gamer. You hear this guy. This guy's a good one. So, so John, I was so excited to get into the 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 body of this show that I forgot that we were going to do a good people bad tweets. Now, good people bad tweets is normally a segment you only find 
on the Dynasty War Zone, and you only find the Dynasty War Zone, the big show, Sunday nights on the Player Profiler YouTube channel, 9 p.m., as well as the Player Profiler podcast feed. But in honor of this tweet, and it ties back to the startup of a league of a of a league, I thought I would bring this one to the man himself. So, John, real quick, this tweet comes from Jeff Bell. We all know Jeff Bell, great guy, at for whom J Bell tolls. And John, he said, normalize noting the a um, excuse me, um, turning off normalize turning off the clock. The, that means like the eight-hour clock on your standard slow draft. Turn off the clock on slow drafts over holiday weekends. Now, this tweet was posted back on Memorial Day weekend. We have Father's Day weekend coming up this weekend. Don't forget Dad, and don't get him a tie. If anything, if you want to go big and Dad plays Dynasty or Fantasy Football, get him a subscription to the all-in package from Player Profiler. Tell him you're serious. Tell him you got him a good gift. You know, you can always go Dynasty Dominator, World Famous in Quotations Draft Kit, whatever you want to do. Don't forget that. But I don't think you ever turn the clock off on a slow draft because it's eight hours. Now, from like midnight Eastern or 11 p.m. Eastern to like five in the morning, if you want to turn them off those six hours, I'm totally fine. But no breaks, no nothing, no holidays. I play in a lot of leagues with a lot of Australians. You know. Um, like a lot of our patrons are from Australia. And when we're doing a dynasty war zone patron league, there is no clock. We go 12 hours because in 12 hours, you got to make it to your phone. John, where are you at with this tweet about turning the slow clock off over a holiday weekend? And uh, are you pro or con clock off during a holiday weekend? All right. So uh, to be fair, as you know, I run the only leagues I'm really in that are not, in person, all my mighty mighty England dynasty leagues are all in person. I never got in an online league until I got in a fishbowl last like couple. And that's the only one I had online until this year. And I got into the uh player profile or the uh Maddie Kiwum and those guys trade god league. It's the first ever online draft I was ever in, like in a league that I'm actually in. So as far as I'm concerned, uh I don't really uh I don't really have much of a say so in this, but I will say this much when I'm in Michigan on a boat around a campfire at the cottage with my, my mother, my mother and father-in-law have a cottage up there. There's no service, man. Like, I know you say like, Oh yeah, everybody poops and all those other things like that, but there's no service in Michigan. And it, you know, they, like my brothers are Bush Kiowa cops. So they have these situations where like all these weekends, they work long ass days. And if they arrest somebody, it could be nine, 10 hours and, you know, processing people getting paperwork done. It's kind of not fair to keep the clock going on a busy holiday weekend like that. If you're in the Grand Canyon, if you're driving, I drive from Chicago to Florida. It takes 19 straight hours to go through. I don't stop for, I get out of the car, go to the bathroom, get a water, you know, stretch your legs out. I'm going to fill the car up with gas and get your ass back in the car. Let's keep going. I don't stop. I do it straight through the whole time. So, man, if I'm one of those guys, I wouldn't mind the holiday weekend shutting them off, but I could see if you're in an online league and you want to keep it going, that's fine. But here's the thing, man, what's the hurry? Because, you're not starting, you're not setting lineup for another five months. So I don't, I don't, I, yeah, that, that kind of, uh, it might be good people, you know, bad tweets or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I think it's actually a pretty reasonable tweet when it comes to stuff like that, because there is a lot of scenarios that happen on holiday weekends that people can't control with their families and, you know, reception, you know, driving, all that kind of stuff like that. So, uh, my wife doesn't drive. My kids are old enough to drive, but I, I could never get to sleep when they're driving because I wouldn't trust them to drive all the way in the expressways to Florida. So it's uh, I, I'm okay with shutting the clock off, even though I'm not 
you're asking somebody here, like, how does how does milk taste, you know, in cereal when I can't drink milk, kind of thing like that. You know, it's 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 you got the wrong guy for this kind of tweet. But I think you can shut him off for the weekend, especially this early in the year. If you have a, if you have a a draft that's starting up two weeks before the NFL season, a week before the NFL season, you got to get shit done. Hey, man, I don't care if your wife's having a baby. I don't care if whatever's going on. If you don't pick, you're getting auto-picked. I don't care if it's a guy who's dead or if it's a guy who's, you know, on the IR for the next three years or in jail. It is what it is. That's who you're getting because you couldn't answer the phone. But this early in the season, I can see kind of putting the pause on the draft. Okay, so I I, I agree with a lot of what John said there. And and I I do agree. Like, if you don't want – if you don't want a clock, then do a 24-hour clock on every pick. That's one full day. Someone, you got to be able to get to a Wi-Fi connection. I don't care if you're like in a bird's nest in the Grand Canyon in Arizona. You in 24 hours, most people are going to see their phone or or do live drafts. I really don't care. The one thing that John did say is whether you have a clock or no clock. Now, this is something that we used to joke around and say, I live in just I live just right on Indianapolis. Like I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a good mile from the Marion County Indianapolis border from where I live. So I'm technically in the burbs, but you know, I, I don't believe that Wi-Fi signal or no Wi-Fi signal is a reason to 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 not you know take your your part in the draft. Now, if I'm on vacation, cool. But where I was going with that is that. We know we used to use this term called redneck. Don't redneck somebody. We turned redneck into a verb. Like if someone's on the clock and they've got eight hours, don't start rednecking them like seven hours in, in, into the clock. It's like they still have an hour. Now, if they got 15 minutes and you want to throw them a solid and say, hey, listen, you know, you're up in an hour, let them run their race. To John's point, you never know who's on duty. You know, I, I did a draft one time who with a guy who I think he was from Chicago of all places. He worked in a top secret military government contract making weapons institution. He could not take his phone in there. He could not bring his phone into his draft. So whatever the rules are, respect the rules. If you need to take all 12 hours, take all 12 hours. But if you agree to a clock, you knew that clock was there when you started. So we have already touched on a lot of good stuff, including John's leagues, but we're going to spend the last half of the show really talking about, you know, John, how he structures his his constitution around all of these, you know, like I said, I call it a constitution. He calls it a manifesto. But before we do that, I am going to play one last, just small, small commercial before we go and then no more commercials. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well... What better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy. The promo code is Underworld for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. 
Yeah, and, and not every league's dynasty league. As uh, Zay once said, no one's perfect, but I'm a dynasty guy. But if you're a best ball guy or you're like the NBA finals is going on, hockey's going on, baseball's going on, those pickums, you pick what, three or four or whatever it is. And, and, you know, be careful with that. But underdog is a great friend to the underworld. So, so John, let's get into it, man. Let's spend the last 30 or so minutes talking about your manifesto. Now, you wrote this thing. I counted it up. It's eight pages, at least on the Google Doc you sent me. I am going to attach a link on the podcast show sheets. So if you've ever been curious as to what John's eight-page manifesto, and I'm telling you, this thing's in-depth. It's detailed. It is no stone left unturned. And John, you put this thing together with like 20-plus years of being a, a dynasty and fantasy gamer. So tell us a little bit about why you started the manifesto and just you know, bullet point some of the things that it covers. So the, I, I call it the, uh, just all of my articles of the league, you know, it's my league bylaws, but there is, when I walk, when I walk into this the manifesto that are, that my friends have named it, there is so many different situations on here that cover all the things that I've learned the hard way in my my time as a commissioner, like I have a governing agreement right off the bat that just kind of says like, Hey, this, any conflict, the provisions in this article, or if there's any kind of arguments or anything that goes on in a sleeper or, you know, there's no more, we got all of our leagues off of MFL, all of our leagues off of ESPN. It's all sleeper now. So this agreement here, first of all, supersedes anything that happens on sleeper or anything like that. So if something goes wrong or something's kind of like the DeMar Hamlin situation was handled outside of sleeper, that was, this is what the constitution's for, things like that. Uh, player management, you know, people you pick, what happens, an anti-collusion clause. Uh, if we did a taxi squad, we have a, you know, we'll vote on a set of rules. This particular league does not want a taxi squad, so we didn't add any rules on there, but left room for a taxi squad later. Injured reserve, IR, suspension, we had to add things like when COVID happened. Those are all post, those are all timestamped, the date when it happened, when the league voted on it, what the vote was, all kind of stuff like that. Uh any expansion to the IR, if you'd like, because of COVID, we had to go to 10 people instead of five. Those all have to be voted on. Uh, free agents, FAB, are most people, some people still use FAB. Some people still use, uh, you know, free agency as, you know, the, the first come, first serve kind of stuff like that. I use FAB. It's kind of, it's kind of like, I feel like I graduated to FAB. That's the best way to do dynasty leagues, I feel, or even redraft leagues for that matter, as far as that goes. Uh, but we have a thousand dollar budget in our league, but it kind of just explains all the FAB budgets, how they work. Uh, conditional bids are allowed. In the event of bidding, the first submitted will get successfully acquired, the free agent, you know. So that's all handled by sleeper. But just in case something went wrong, you know, it's all covered on us. Roster size, how we start out with a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, two flexes, and then there's a super flex. It, and then it says all that in year two, we have a 25-man draft, no kickers, no defense. And then year two in our rookie draft, we import five players from rookie drafts. So our league spans of 30 players. After that, it doesn't expand anymore at all unless we vote on expanding. But 30 players, 12, 12 team dynasty league is, is pretty fair roster size. That's fine. I can still see a couple people on the waivers I want once in a while. But, you know, it, it, if you had any more than that, it would kind of cut on trading and, and uh, you know, the waiver wire would be completely barren at all. But it's uh, there's still a little waiver action with only 12 teams, 30 man rosters. Uh, the expansion or transfer of a team. If you want to leave the league and you're like, man, I just can't do this anymore. I got a baby coming or I'm moving. I can't make the leagues. You know, I've had two members. I had Mike Taglier and James Katulis both die in our leagues, which unfortunately is a uh, terrible situations. We had to, you know, we had to adapt to, uh, but we had to transfer the teams and there's all the rules about what would happen if somebody, if the transfer, the league transferred, 
uh, you know, the voluntary and involuntary withdrawal. If we have to kick somebody out, what's the reason for kicking them out? How many steps it takes to say like, hey, you're not setting your lineup. Uh, you don't respond to trades. Uh, the, all these trades have gone un unanswered. Uh, you're not responding to anything. You didn't pay your league dues. You can't draft if you don't pay your loot dues. And you know, you, so people who aren't going to draft don't show up to the draft. It's never happened before, but I just had these. It's been, it's come pretty close for people like, oh, you know, I'm not going to have it on time, or I might not be in the draft, and they didn't pay yet. And I said, well, you're not. You won't get any draft picks. All you will forfeit all of your draft picks until you're paid. So that's uh that happened. You know, other people. It's a, these are all home leagues. Nobody wants to see anybody get screwed over. Some people be like, hey, I'll pay for you. You know, just pay me back and you get the money, stuff like that. That's really not a problem. But it's in here just to make sure that people know the rules, you know. And then there's league fees, how much it costs to run the league. Uh, I don't want to talk about money on here, but every league's different. Transactions, you know, you can trade fab money. I, I trade fab money all the time, 150 bucks for this guy, 500 bucks plus this quarterback for that wide receiver. I do that stuff all the time. Conference alignment, you know, the the, the, the our divisions, uh, how the, the toilet bowl playoffs, draft rules, the, in the, the initial draft rules, uh, then the, the rookie draft rules, all the rest of the rules that go into all the year two and beyond, uh, what happens in your rookie year, rookie drafts, uh, rookie draft order determination. In, like our, our, we have a lot of, lot of bingo ball machine for the first six picks and then pick seven and eight after the rookie draft's over with. Those flop. Whoever wins gets picked seven, and a loser gets picked eight. Because otherwise, the team would tank in the first round, in the second round of playoffs. They lost the first round. They tank to get a better spot. So the winner of that game actually gets the better pick. So we make sure that happens. And then uh, we also have, you know, that people who win the money are going to get, you know, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. But then the rest after that, after the first six picks and the second six picks are done, the rest of the draft is by your max points for as listed on, on the sleeper app. Uh, that's how I, I count them all out, and I determine who's pick one to twelve. Rounds two to round five is set up in that order. So the worst teams are getting the first pick, and so on and so off. And then we also use the sixth round as the one thirteen. So we use pick six hundred one as the one thirteen pick, which you get for winning the shit bowl. Pick six hundred two to six twelve are dormant. I just I put them to the side. Nobody can use them or trade them. But six hundred one actually is, a th is pick one thirteen for our rookie draft. So uh, the the toilet bowl bracket after rounds one to six, as we talked about that, my commissioner duties. Uh, so anything that happens, worst case scenario, I'm the commissioner. I pick two other people that are the co-commissioners. There's always a three-man panel to make decisions on if something happens in the league. I pick two people who I trust the most. They have commissioner powers in case something happened to me. If I died or if I was on vacation or whatever the deal may be, uh, they could do all the commissioner duties scenario. I have a financial secretary for one of my leagues, too, which is my favorite thing in the league. I don't have to worry about collecting money for any of my leagues. At the draft, I buy all the beer for the for the commissioner. I had to buy uh, old fashions. I don't know. You know, I had to buy old fashions for a guy who collected money this year. A couple old fashions is worth its weight in gold compared to collecting money from all the league mates all year long from, you know, 1,100 people in the league. I pay right away, but it's just such a pain in the butt getting money transferred from this, from some, and then paying everybody out at the end, too. It's such a good idea to have a, a financial secretary in your league. I also have a schedule. I, I go through the league, and we have we have we have uh, we have um, it, divisions. So it's four divisions with three teams. So I have to make week one is a division play all. It's it's what we have now because there, because it used to be week you know one to thirteen was a regular season. Now it's week one to fourteen. Our right now is a divisional play all. It goes by points, and that 
it's a division. It's a it's a game three. So you're not just playing two divisions. You're playing three division games now, and you get a win loss or tie depending on if you had the most points, the middle points, or the lowest points. That's how you we depend on our first win loss or tie in our division week one, and then so you're playing two people instead of one. Week two, three, and four are division division games. So you'll play somebody else in your division, then you'll have to play somebody else, and then probably your second person week one, week two to four, and then week 12, 13, and 14 are also division games. So I have to manually nip, manipulate the schedule in all eight leagues to make sure that the schedule puts up. It shows you playing division games one through four and also divisions in, division games 12 to 14 and playing every other, other opponent in every week in between there. So I have to manually make up a schedule for all of my leagues every season, not just what comes out from Sleeper or ESPN or MFL, stuff like that. Uh, and then postseason playoffs, seedings, all the seedings, how that happens with seeds, where, where you end up at. The number one seed will always have the – you could set up most of the stuff online right now, but these some of these rules were before there was actually computers. So we had number one always had the – you know, the, if you were the number one seed, you always get bumped up. You play the lowest seed all the time. Division of the pot, all the money that goes in the pot, how it gets dispersed, 25 uh, or 75, 25 to pay out, stuff like that. Uh, the, the division – the breaking uh, tie breaking procedures, what happens during the season tie breaking, what happened to playoff tie breaking, what happens in points tie breaking, what happens in case of something else, you know, uh, and then it goes to scoring and the scoring is, it says right here, it's right simple as determined as a sleeper scoring page. So we don't have any scoring on the rules, whatever was inputted on the sleeper scoring page, that is the scoring system we use and we'll go by that. So that supersedes this document as far as our fantasy football stuff is concerned, but there's tons of stuff in here. There's like you said, there's, Eight pages, nine pages. I forget. Article nineteen. Article nineteen is the last article, the scoring one. But it's it's for me from having twenty years of football, fantasy football experience, putting all this stuff together, learning the hard way, having to suffer through arguments and you know blah blah blah. And now it's all. Do you agree to this before the league starts? Yes, no. Okay, we all agree to it. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to money. Let's go to the so and so. But this article is agreed on. After he reads it, we make sure it's verified. And then uh, we go from there. So if there's any problems, they said, hey, man, it's like you signed away your mortgage. You can't stop paying your mortgage when you signed away on it. You signed away on these these bill of rights here, These this manifesto. You have to follow the rules. So this is, I can wave at your face. Here you go. It says right there, Article 4, you can't do that. It is. It makes my job so much easier because there's so much clarity in my leagues. No, I, I love it. And um, I think me personally, uh, I've had a, a coworker teach me a little bit about chat GPT. And the more I use it, the more I like it, the more I, I find it to be extremely helpful. But I promise you, you could not go to chat GPT and type in there, create the perfect set of articles for a dynasty or a fantasy football league, and it would produce something better than this. It is that in-depth. It is eight pages on Google Docs. It is 19 articles. And there is a lot of really good information on there. Again, I'm going to link it to the podcast show notes. Um, if if you don't, if you're just watching on YouTube and you still want you to get your hands on this, DM John. I'm sure he'd hook you up with it. He's again at John McGlynn. That's M C G L Y N N at John McGlynn seventy five. You know, slide in his DMs. Don't send him any negative or bad pics, and ask for his. Uh, for his manifesto and and he may hook you up. So John, my my I really want to focus on two things because anybody who really wants to read all 19 articles and eight pages, I'm sure we'll let that happen because I, I think it's extremely valuable 
to have something like this. Now, this is, like I said, this is you putting together the playbook that you've learned over decades of, of playing this game that we all love. But the one that you mentioned was the money. And the two things for me about the money is, is you nailed it. You don't draft until you pay. And when you collect the money, and this has happened to me, it's happened to me exactly one time. I got burned that, you know, some some people use like a, a league safe. I'm not a big league safe guy, but some people use league safe. Some people like you guys, I'm sure they just like PayPal or, you know, Venmo or Cash App or hell, they probably even bring like cash cash, like those green, like six inch by four inch pieces of kind of papers, got some cotton in there. And maybe you hand some of those over at the actual draft. But when you get the money, you have to be a person of integrity. Um, it's important. Well, I mean, because the money's keeping score. Most of us aren't playing for life-changing money. Very few of us are. You know, our patron leagues at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone, most are 10 bucks. It's it's not about the money. It's about playing for something. It's about playing for the title. It's a, it, it keeps score is, is what I'm saying. You keep score with the money. So, John, how do you handle money in your league? How do you handle those transactions? I'll be honest. We use something that rhymes with PayPal, and I've never had any issues, but there's league safe. There's there's all kinds of way to get the money. But once as the commissioner, you have the money, you have to treat it like it's the most important thing in the world because there is a sense of in, entitlement uh, and integrity that you have to have with that money. You're entitled to holding on to this, but you're also entitled to make sure it gets paid out on time. You know, one of my great things of, of, of pride is that even in the midst of wrapping up all the holiday chaos, last year I paid out 14 Dynasty Warzone patron leagues in like 10 days. And you know, this is me. It's it, This is the weird part. This is how I handle the money. I'm like hunting people down. I'm like, hey, dude, what's your Venmo? Hey, dude, what's your pay? Hey, 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 hey. And I'm like knocking on their door. Never. No, I've done it the other way. where like you're harassing people and like shaking them down to get paid. But I'm I'm the kind of guy that when I need to get the books squared, I'm going to come find you. We're going to get you the money. And uh, I'm going to handle it that way. How do you handle the money? Because it's, it's like it's kind of like that taboo topic, but it's not for me. It's like we're just going to talk about it. We're going to get it out of the way. And uh, we're going to make the money thing easy as can be. A, I make sure everybody's paid within five days of the championship game. There's no, Within five days, everybody in my leagues has gotten their money. I make sure of that. I don't handle the money, but I double check. I have everybody's personal cell phone number. I have everybody's address. I have everybody's information that's in my league already up front. So I'll drop money off hand-to-hand. We pay in cash at the, at, the, at, the, at the draft because if you put things on Venmo, or pay, you know, I, I'm not going to, I heard you say something, something that rhymes with something else before. So if you're using all these other apps and things like that to pay, do not put the word fantasy football in the comments. Do not put a Absolutely football on there. Not. Do not put anything that rhymes with fantasy football. Send it football. as a gift. Send it as a gift because if you don't send it as a gift and you do a lot of leagues, ask me how I know. If, if you don't do it as a gift and you collect over X amount of dollars, you put that person in a position to have to pay taxes on managing your league dues. So it, it's this whole new thing. It's it's an electronic society. I get it. We have to deal with cash that way. Um, I would prefer to do it the way that you guys do it, to be, to be quite honest. But just make sure if you have to use electronic payment methods that you, quote, unquote, send it as a gift because that's how I send out the winnings. For me, it actually works out real well because it's right around the holidays. And I'm just like, hey, Merry Christmas, you lucky SOB or something like that. 
you know, there are ways to skirt around um, that that sort of thing. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty adamant about the money. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. I just wanted to throw in that little tidbit about you know, make sure you don't send it as fantasy football. You send it as a quote unquote gift. Yes, and then also. Uh, I don't like using league safe for any of those other places. They take a piece of your money. You know, everybody's in here. They want hundred percent of what they a big percentage. I mean, yeah, 50, I, like fifteen percent. I wouldn't know. Here. Yeah, I wouldn't know because I oh, haven't been in. You know, so I wouldn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't do that. But yeah, this. I mean, I don't know who created that stuff, and good for them. They found a way to skirt the rules. But yes, it's easier for the commissioner because everybody's paid up there, and they disperse the money. You know, after it's all said and done, you just press enter when the league's over. They wait a little bit and they pay. They pay it out. So whatever, that's fine. But Man, I don't. I better stay away from all electronic uh, apps at all. And again, I don't collect the money, so I'm never gonna have money in my hand or my bank account or my this and that. I have a financial secretary for all my leagues, and they take care of all that stuff for me. So it's it's the hardest part of being the commissioner and having 19 articles to follow is easier than collecting money from everybody. So uh, that's um that's crazy. It is it is what it is. So it's all cash. But again. We're not. You're not going to win our league and go buy, a, you know, a 2023 Lexus with the money you won our league. You know, you're, you're going to go buy, you know, a good night at the bar for you and the boys, kind of thing like that. You know, so it's not. It's not life changing money, like you said. It's a couple hundred bucks, maybe at the most. You know, whatever. But yeah. So it's, it's these are all these are all in person fantasy football dynasty leagues. We see each other every year. We're all together. Nobody's giving anybody that high, a high, hard one and saying, hey, nobody's starting up with one of these leagues and just walking. I'm not going to start up a league and walk away and take everybody's money. That happens an awful lot, on, on, from what I understand, on the electronic fantasy football sites. But, uh, you know, whatever. That's that's why they use that Venmo, because they better take 15% than get nothing, I guess. But uh, it's so much better just to, like I said, if you have a Twitter account, put in there, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, whatever, Pensacola, Florida, whatever. If you live somewhere, put it on your Twitter account. That's how I found probably 60 people that are in my home leagues from the Chicago land area because they put Schaumburg, Illinois, or Chicago, Illinois, this thing. Update where you live at. It's so much easier for somebody to start a, a home league like that to, by, by by knowing that you live somewhere. I just saw, you know, Harry Snowman put in there, Illinois, and that, that's how I'm like, oh, okay, this you live there. This is I, I don't think he's got it on, on his Twitter handle because I, I, I just saw he, me and him had an interaction the other day, but Man, it's uh, just keep your location on there for home league startups. It's it's it helps commissioners a lot to find people. Yeah, don't put like your home, and you can. I mean, maybe you're into that sort of thing. No, don't put your home. Don't, address don't, on there. don't put your home. I, I'm I'm very old fashioned with this. So um, again, our patron leagues, um, we have an admin. His name's Neil. He's actually Australian, and he's amazing. He does a great job. He's kind of my financial secretary, if you will. So. Um, he helps me collect the money. He sends it to me. And this is how old-fashioned I am because I value the integrity of the Dynasty War Zone being in charge of these leagues. As soon as I get all the money, I instantly take and I put it, literally, I go to the bank and I put it in a savings account so that the, the money is safe. Like, even if I, and I'm not this person, but he, everybody, you know, can be tempted. You know, shit happens in life. And I just put it away. And then literally I'm usually on like vacation that week. As soon as I get the chance, I go put all the money back into a different account and I just start paying everything out. But I want to make sure that money's protected. There's no way to get it stolen online. There's no way to, you know, spend it or I'll, I'll pay it. nothing, nothing like that. Everything above board because the money, it matters. It, it, it really does. So, so John, we, we've got a little bit of time left. Um, again, if you guys want the thing, Listen to the audio version. It'll be in the show notes. 
But the only thing is you mentioned earlier is removing the wrong people. Go one last thing before I get into the wrong people. If you must, like maybe you live in the Galapagos Islands and there's just not eight or 10 or 12 other people to start a dynasty league with. Cool. It's not an ad, but the FFPC, they've never had a league fold. They, they, they've never not made sure someone gets paid. So if you feel like you have to play with like your internet friends, that's awesome because there you don't need like a league safe or, or whatever. It's, it's safe. It's very safe. And if you're going to do a productive struggle or whatever, you know, your team's going to be there in two years, three years or whatever. So just for me, that that's how I would play electronic leagues as opposed to using a league safe or whatever. Just, just don't dig it. So John, we got a few minutes left. Talk to me about having to give someone the boot because sometimes it's, it's, it's not like a marriage, but it is, it's a partnership when you enter in this agreement with again, 10, 11, 14, 16 other people that you're going to be in a league with. What are some of the determinations that make you give someone the heave ho? First of all, I was on mute on the side because I don't want to breathe or sneeze or have my dogs bark or whatever. And when you said the, Gal- <laughs> the Galapagos Islands. Well, you don't think people just- in the Galapagos. I mean, l- listen, dude, we, we have a ton of Australians. We have a, a gentleman from Iceland. We have England. I mean, our Dynasty Warzone patron, literally when I say it's a mixed bag of people. Uh, I mean, Neil, I mentioned our admin, Neil. He is a Scotsman. Who lives in Australia? So for me to say that there might be a dynasty gamer in the Galapagos Islands is not a stretch. I don't I know just, why I thought. I don't know why I thought Galapagos <laughs> Islands. I just did, but but I'm, I'm sure there's at least one because we've had downloads. I've looked everywhere. Like if you're a podcast content creator, yeah. you can see where your downloads come from. Uh, like obviously America, American football, number one, duh, pretty easy. Number two for us for a long time was the great nation of Canada. Number two for the Dynasty War Zones, actually Australia, then Canada. So people all over this uh, this blue marble play the game of fantasy football. But John, when, when you have, if you had to boot that guy in the Galapagos or that lady in the Galapagos Islands, how would you go about it? What are some of the behaviors and activities that go, that are going to lead up to you giving them the old heave ho? Uh, I can't get over to Galapagos Island. That was great, but the. Uh, I, obviously, the the uh, being lazy, not setting lineups, not when you when you don't set lineups for one week. I, I, had, I had two people that joined my league last year that got in, and they thought it was a best ball. They never heard of like lineup setting dynasty leagues before, so they got in. They thought it was a best ball league, and they didn't set their lineups. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It, it was week one. There's yeah, everybody knows the football season's coming. It's opening week. I, I could see like missing a Thursday night game or something like that. As I as I, I didn't know, but. They just thought it was best ball. That's all they've ever played was best ball leagues. And I'm like, no, you got to put your lineup in. So as the season went on, they did it, and they said, you know what, I don't do this lineup setting stuff. You know, I got to get out of here. So they left the league, and I found it's pretty easy to find uh, people to take over a home team. You know, it's a little different when you're looking online. There's 100 million fish in the sea that want to play and leave and come and go and stuff like that. But it's a little different in a home league. There's plenty of people that, that I'm in different leagues with that would love to take over a team. You know, especially if the years if they leave, they got to pay a year in advance also. So that first year is paid for that kind of stuff. If you leave that kind, of, but throwing people out, I had some real bad interactions with uh, you know my brothers and some really good friends in a different league. You know, and it was really hurt our relationship a lot. So I left the league one time, but it, it was it was like 
to the point it was bad. It was really bad. A lot of things happened. I mean, it was like ready to come to blows between my brothers and friends and stuff like that. It was, I mean, it was, get, I was going to ready to drive in the city and just like let people have it kind of thing. It was that bad. And uh, I, I started a new league and I let somebody in my league that was from the last league, kind of like giving them a chance. And they got a league and they started giving me the business about like the shit that happened last league, like making fun of me on the league, like message board stuff. So I'm like, Psh, out like that's that I, I had no problem throwing that person out. That's I like I enjoy the game of fantasy football. I do the shit because I enjoy it. I want to enjoy my experience. And people that come in here are gonna try to ruin it for me. Like I, get out of here, man. That's that's I'm not I, I don't not, I'm not gonna I shouldn't have to put up with that as a commissioner I'm trying to make a league fun. So I don't throw people out very often. I think I think I've only thrown two people out in my entire career as far as that goes. But um uh that's it takes a lot to throw somebody out, but for the most part. Uh, nobody's ever come here and not set lineups. My, minus those two people who thought it was best ball, but not, you know, we talked about before the not setting lineups, stuff like that. And if you're just keep doing it, not setting lineups, not giving a shit, not answering trades, you, you got to go, man, because nobody wants to be in a league where, where nobody trades. It gets dormant. People are like, oh, you know, it's, leagues are coming up. You need a quarterback. You're, trying, you're, you're taking your time to come up with these trades to send them across the board. Hopefully somebody will answer you. You get your team at where it's supposed to be by this, by this week. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But to let let the trades just expire or not even answer or not even not respond to DMs or messages or even like hey look at any text message them these guys all know each other in my in my home they all have each other's phone number time all their phone numbers are on pinned to the draft board like where they're at you know so everybody knows everybody's home phone number from the draft board it's pinned there so you get a hold of people outside the sleeper app you text somebody and say I sent you an, I sent you a trade I expect that trade to be answered or declined or countered first of all you're supposed to counter every trade people just in case you didn't know no matter how bad it is. Send a counter, send something back for some somebody on your league, even if it's for fab money or something stupid. Or if it's that bad of a trade, you can make fun of somebody by countering a terrible trade, whatever. But don't leave it dormant. Don't let it sit there. And uh, just be respectful for the rest of your league mates. Don't make a commissioner throw you out because you're just a jag off. That's, that's kind of how it is. Well, you, you said a couple of things there. Number one, um, that, and I'm going to have him on as a guest soon. His name's Nate. You guys are going to love him. Nate instituted a rule to where if you don't respond now, again, this is where being proactive is important, but if you don't respond to a trade within 24 hours, that trade is approved by the commissioner and pushed on down the line. It bees that way sometimes. So if you're going to be in the Galapagos islands, if you're an officer of the law and you might be on duty for 24 or 48 hours, you need to put that out there. Hey guys, no one send me a, I, I know it's one more thing. I got to, I got to pack my toothbrush and I need my flip flops and some sunscreen. And oh, I, be, I better DM my league mates that I'm, I'm going to be unavailable. Yes. It, it's, it's, you know, and if you're in a million leagues, you might not play in a million leagues like that. But the number one rule as a father, as parents, we should be trying to teach our kids life lessons. You know, we should be trying to teach the next generation about about all kinds of things, about being parents, about the workforce, about, you know, just say no to drugs or, or whatever it is. But one of the number one things that I teach my sons a, a, as they're growing older, the number one rule of life, don't be a dick. It's that simple. If you're in a league with 8, 10, 12 other people, 14, 15 other, don't be a dick. You're not getting your way. Don't be a dick. You don't like a rule. Don't be a dick. You don't like a new rule that got amended, added, or changed. Cool. Don't be a dick. You have the right to voice your complaint. You have the right to lobby. You have the right to do whatever it is that you think you can do within the rules to try to get things to go your way 
just don't be a dick. And, and, and that's why I wanted John to come on tonight. I wanted John to talk about his, his manifesto, constitution, whatever you want to call it. I wanted him to make it you know, available to everybody because John's a good guy. I couldn't do better. I've been playing Dynasty and Fantasy just as long as this guy has, and I've never seen something this spectacular from a commissioner articles, constitution standpoint. It's an A+. Make sure you look up John at John McGlynn 75 on Twitter. See if he'll hook you up with a link. But, uh, John, what's coming up this summer, man? I know you're a busy a busy guy. You're making the rounds on all kinds of podcasts. You're on the P2W network with the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast. Uh, what's going on in McGlynnville here in the next uh, six, eight weeks as we get leading up to camp and then the NFL season? You're on. Yep. I heard, on, I, heard a, I heard a story you had to carry around a metal detector for a whole year. What, what was the story behind that? Carrying a metal. You were on mute there, so I, I may have missed part of that. I heard a story that you had to carry around a metal detector for a whole year. Oh or my my goodness gracious! So you're you're going back to uh, there was this. So th- this is you know for you're sticking around. We got a couple of minutes left. Uh, the original host of this show and really good friend of mine, also named John John Sheps at Coach Sheps on Twitter. He, uh, when I was the new guy, part of my uh, podcast rookie hazing is we used to go, uh, metal detecting for waiver wire gold. And John would turn on the metal detector. And the running joke on the show was, is I had to bring the metal detector to help wave it over these dynasty taxi squad guys to see if it was like something of value or something of junk. That was the the gimmick behind the metal detector. And speaking of Sheps, I'm going to have him on. But uh, I, I just w- one last you know one last shot at uh, some shameless promotion. If they're in the Chicago land area or within an amount of time or travel that you feel comfortable and want to get in a league, you got to find him, John McGlynn. But uh, what's coming up with your podcast? I I got one coming up uh, tomorrow. We're going to review the uh, the experience. Some people have never been in an in-person draft before. They've been playing fantasy football for 10, 12, 14 years. They never knew what it was like to get up, say a name, go up, put stickers on a board, kind of stick around, be year to year. This is like their first experience ever being in a home league. So there's usually three or four people every year that never been. They're like, they ask me questions like, do I have to put a sticker on a board? Do I, like, How do I do this? Like, what's going to happen? Like, can I make trades? We had 17 trades yesterday during the draft, in a, in a, in a person, in-person draft. In a, you know, it, you always have to have like a, a – uh, you know, a sticker bitch or whatever the name they call them nowadays, whatever. Somebody go up there on the board doing stickers. We didn't have one yesterday. It took about five and a half hours. It usually takes about three and a half. But it added a little bit to the fun. It's their people's first time. I was in no hurry. I didn't really care. But uh, what I got going on, I got a podcast. I got a show coming out tomorrow on the P2W Fantasy Network. Uh, I have my own commission evaluation podcast that you can subscribe to on Apple, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Uh, and I try to put on a show every week, if not twice a week sometimes. Very rarely I'll miss a week in between there, but I guess on awesome shows like like tonight's show, like um, uh, Dr. Kevin Murray's show, like every week I have some other things going on. But uh, I just I'm just enjoying this now that my kids are older. I get to spend a little time doing this content, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. If you follow me at John McGlynn seventy five. That's where most of my stuff's at. But subscribe to my podcast at uh, Commissioner Evaluation on on the, on the uh, Apple iTunes. And uh, that's that's about it, man. I just try to stay whenever I can and whenever my kids are busy. 
all my, my daughters are dating boys. My son's in college. My other son's working three to 11. My wife works with tons of work at her job. So like, I find time when everybody else is not really not, when everybody else is busy and I'm not to do this kind of stuff. So I'm not really cutting the family time too much, but man, it's uh, my days of like baseball, like you got and my days of football coaching and all the other things like that. They're kind of in the past now. I still have movie nights with the girls and we draw pictures and play puzzles and play games at the table and stuff like that with each other. And we eat dinner as a family almost every night. But, you know, this is by far my favorite hobby. I love doing it. And I'm going to try and get more and more into it the older I get right now. I, I kind of started out a little bit late because I had family responsibilities my whole life growing up. But I'm into it now. I'm getting more and more time. I enjoy this so much. And being on shows like this, Memphis, you have no idea how much how, how important this was or how happy I was to be invited to the show. So thank you very much. No, no problem, man. You've been a great guest, and John's a lot of fun um, in person, on Twitter, and as a guest. So I, I was very grateful we were able to get this hooked back up, especially in such a short, short turnaround. I know how much we both really wanted to do the show. So we're going to get out of here now. I do want to mention one thing. John was talking about his live draft board. If you need something like that, if, if you need a draft board, man, check out our main sponsor, Trophy Smack. You're watching live on YouTube. You see in the upper corner there, you see the Trophy Smack logo. You go to trophysmack.com forward slash underworld, forward slash underworld, or just go to trophysmack.com. And if you buy anything, you use promo code underworld. Now, if your, sub your subtotal is over a hundred bucks. Again, you can't buy a $99.99 item and expect to get this deal. You have to do a hundred bucks before taxes, before shipping. That's your subtotal, hundred bucks. So you could get a draft board like John and his boys use in his live draft. Maybe the next time John, when he has the next Mighty McGlynn Dynasty League, he can go to Trophy Smack. He can buy his league trophy. He can buy a draft kit. It'll be over a hundred bucks. He can pick out a bling ring or a stunner ring. He can put them in the cart. He can use promo code UNDERWORLD, and he'll get that ring for free. That way, he no longer has to buy them from a custom jeweler. Yeah, that's how he rolls. So here's what we're going to do. John and I are going to jump onto a different stream that you can't watch live, but you will be able to see eventually on YouTube. It's called Kiss the Ring Overtime, and on Dynasty Week this week, John is getting ready to, so you'll be able to find it later on YouTube. John is getting ready to tell me who is his dynasty flag plant guy for 2023 and the next few years as it relates to dynasty. John, man, you, you've been a good one. Thank you so much for being my first official guest on the Kiss the Ring podcast. His name is John McGlynn. Follow him at John McGlynn 75. You follow me at DWZ Memphis. You find the show everywhere that you find player profile. So on behalf of John, I'm Memphis. Remember, keep it clean out there in your commissioning duties. <laughs>